Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's health delivered daily. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Well, you know, when we first start puberty and you first start using tampons versus pads and, you know, your mother or sister reads to you about toxic shock syndrome and, oh, you know, you think, well, I'm not supposed to leave a tampon in too long, that sort of thing. And then you kind of didn't hear about it for years and years. My guest today is Dr. Dahlia Kuan. She's board-certified pediatrician and infectious disease specialist at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, Dr. Kuin, tell us about toxic shock. It's still around? Oh, absolutely it is. It's much less common than it used to be when it first uh, appeared in the news in the early 80s, but it's definitely still around. And so Um, what is it? Well, toxic shock syndrome is a, uh, a, a disease basically caused by the toxins produced by a particular bacteria, in this case by Staph aureus. Okay, so uh, it, 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 we hear about it with tampons. Is that the only place you can get it? No. In fact, you can actually get it after uh, surgeries is the most common um, other time that we hear about it. But there are certain type of staph aureus uh, infections that, um, that do produce toxins, and you can get it after that. Okay, so what do you want us to tell our girls about tampons and toxic shock? Sure. Well... Tampon use in toxic shock syndrome is the probably the the number one preventable way we have of um, reducing the incidence of toxic shock syndrome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tampons in use of tampons um, provide a kind of special environment for bacteria and toxic shock syndrome to brew. So it um, by having the um, the tampon in place, you have a, a, an area that bacteria can kind of attach to and grow. In addition, having the tampon there um, changes the pH of the um, of the vagina and in- also encourages the bacteria to grow. What um, happens is that in certain susceptible people the, who use tampons, uh, the bacteria attach to the tampon and they grow and they produce these toxins, which um, cause a myriad of symptoms. What the, the symptoms are that you would notice would be more like flu-like symptoms, actually. You might, not, you might actually think you have the flu. So nausea and vomiting, body aches, not feeling well, fever, and a sunburn-like rash. So the rash is very important because there's very few things that cause that kind of rash. So if you have those symptoms, it's important to seek um, medical attention right away. You may also have diarrhea and abdominal cramping and pain. Um, So the important thing is to know about toxic shock syndrome associated with tampon use is how to use tampons appropriately. And I think that... um, even though you've talked um, at the beginning of this segment about how we get information passed on from mothers and sisters and that kind of thing, many people don't. Many people learn how to use tampons by reading the package and how to do it, or they might not read the whole thing. It's, I don't know if you, the last time you looked at one, but it's very small print. And yeah. you know, when you're looking at it for the first time, no one really wants to read through all those warnings and all, those, um, and all that information. But it's important for people to know that the longer you use tampons in terms of any single tampon, and as in addition to how many days you use tampons for, increases your risk for having toxic shock Okay, syndrome. when you say the longer you use it, you mean leave it in, 
not the well, longer you in, use a particular brand. No, not necessarily a particular particular brand. I mean, leave in a mm-hmm. particular tampon and the number of days that you use tampons for in your period. Well, and I know you're a pediatrician, but that's certainly not a problem for those of us in perimenopause with really heavy periods where you're using tampons like every hour. So that's a different deal. But with our little daughters, and it's only a very light period that they start, what do we tell them about how long to leave them in and how often to change? Sure. Uh, Keep it in for no longer than two to three hours at most. Um, is what I would uh, typically recommend. Um, you want to use the lightest absorbency tampon that you can. So um, the higher the absorbency of tampon that you use, the higher the risk of so these super and super plus absorbency tampons. Now, I know it's a struggle for people with very heavy periods to be using lighter um, tampons, but... Um, the, the, uh, there are people out there who are also using those higher absorbency tampons so they can leave one in for longer. So really, all of those factors would be um, something that you want to consider. So leave it in for a few hours at most. Wash your hands. I would not recommend leaving a tampon in overnight, even though there are overnight tampons that exist. I, I just would not recommend it. You know, you can sleep in or sleep past your alarm. You can... Um, feel ill the next day, or if you do develop toxic shock, you might not wake up and you leave the tampon Aye. in and you're, you know, you're not acting normally at that time. So those are all important things to, um, uh, to consider when using tampons. Dr. Dahlia, is there an age that you say, you know what, if she's 14, she's got her period, don't even be using tampons, use a pad instead? I don't say a, a particular age or anything. I think it's based on comfort level. Um, there are very young girls who are comfortable with doing that. And of course, there are a lot of activities that would preclude a girl on her period from doing if she, you know, weren't using a tampon. So any swimming activities and that kind of thing, certainly um, uh, girls might want to, you know, partake in those activities. And I think that, you know, we wouldn't want to exclude them from that for 25% of their lives if they didn't have to. That used to be the day, right? You know, I can't swim in school because of that. Now, another big problem that has always scared me with toxic shock is forgetting that you have a tampon in and then putting in another one. And this has happened to all of us, I would imagine. And then you go to pull one out and you're like, whoa, and there's another one up in there. And you're like, geez, I, you know, so sometimes you forget and leave those in. And that can really contribute, can't it? Absolutely. And so I think there's so many tools these days to help us remember, um, for example, you know, our phones. How many of us are very tied to our phones nowadays? You know, we feel naked without them. Use it as a reminder. Set a timer for yourself. I think that that would, um, that's one relatively easy tip. And if you know that you're one of those forgetful people, now obviously an occasional one, how many of us are perfect and will remember every single time? Oh man, we forget sometimes. We forget sometimes. But if you know that you're one of those forgetful people, I think the safest thing to consider is maybe you really don't need to use them. Oh, wow. That's an interesting, you know, way to go about it because, and sometimes, you know, you get into the shower and you go, wait, am I still wearing one? And, you know, you're not sure or the string goes up in there and you're, you know, you're looking Mm -hmm. around for it. And so, I mean, I think we've all done that. So if we're going to teach our daughters and you are a pediatric infectious disease specialist, what do we say to our daughters right at the beginning, teaching them about safety and toxic shock with tampons? Well, so my daughter is still quite young. She's only three and a half. But I oh, yeah. imagine that that when I when I 
go through this uh, with her, which I probably will be in. Because you know, I'm right at the age. My daughter's years. 14. Yeah, 13. Yeah, so I'm right absolutely. There. So um, I personally did not receive advice from my mother about t- tampon use, and I kind of had to learn it on my own. So I thought about it, you know, looking back, like, what would I um, want to know? about tampons. And I think that what I would say to my daughter is that using tampons is a response is both a convenience and a responsibility. And that, you know, we use them because they they help us out in this particular situation, but you have to be re- very responsible about it as well. It's important that you always wash your hands thoroughly before using them. And then um, when you place it, you know, we have about 30 seconds left. And, and place it, and then um, remember to remove it. Set a timer for yourself or put a sticker on your hand, something to help you remember to remove it, and then take it out. And then if you don't need to use them, if you're not using ag- any activities that require a tampon, use a pad instead. Wow, that's good advice. I don't know how many girls are going to want to put a sticker on their hand, walk around with the sticker on saying, yep, I'm wearing one. But it certainly well, is good advice. <laughs> no, right. Well, not necessarily. It's something to help them remind us. Sure. Bring on their finger or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, just a little bracelet, even something. something. Yeah, yes. Something they can put phone. on their phone. Whatever. I think that's a mm-hmm. great way to get it. And that's what I'm going to tell my daughter, too. And, and I think mothers and sisters and such, we have to teach those because I think that it's better to learn from someone who's been through it. And it's such important information. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. Stay well.